following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. What's up, Michigan? It is hour number two on a Wednesday broadcast with Superfly Hayes as our executive producer. Over the next 90 minutes, Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire and the Draft Wire, part of the USA Today Network. Also, the Detroit Lions podcast you can find on YouTube. He'll join us in studio. We'll talk about the win over the Chargers. Good and bad from that game. And look ahead to Sunday against the Bears. And then the short holiday week. With the Packers on Thanksgiving, if you do have a Lions comment or question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook, Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan because they are a Michigan bank. And we'll get into the rest of the NFC North in the NFL and Tony Romo's comments that the Lions are good enough to win the Super Bowl. And Jim Nance says, hello, friends. We could see this team in Vegas, site of the Super Bowl. And that home field advantage push, Philly schedule kicks in. Niners looked really good in Jacksonville. You see the difference Debo Samuel makes back in the starting lineup there for Sam Fran and Jeff Risden, by the way, on Twitter at Jeff R-I-S-D-O-N. Standing by here in studio. And the Chargers game was exciting. Getting to 7-2 and two is brilliant. Uh, but even Dan Campbell now has said this week that uh, the defensive line push uh, is a concern for him. It just wasn't there uh, on Sunday. Uh, it was obvious. And it, it's there. I have mixed feelings about this game. I'm happy that they were able to go out and outscore a really good offense. Like that, that says a lot to me that they found a different way to win a game than they'd done all year. And I like that and I appreciate that because they might get into a shootout with a San Francisco or a Philadelphia or a Dallas in the playoffs. And it's nice to know that they can go out and win those games. Uh, the Chargers, look, they're, they're a lot better than their record indicates. Uh, some of that is their coaching, some of that is the, the fact that they just. Their secondary isn't very good, but you know, I, I was thrilled that the Lions' offense took the bull by the horns and and went out and outscored a, a good offense. But it would have been nice if the defense didn't give up five straight touchdowns to end the game. And it was it, it was the, almost the same thing every time. They didn't really try to run the ball. They just they they ran Keenan Allen all around the formation. They lined him up. They would flex him across. They would do all sorts of different things with him to hide him so Cam Sutton couldn't follow him. And when Cam did follow him, he couldn't cover him. Uh, the lack of pressure on Justin Herbert was – was that was frustrating. And it was something that Dan Campbell talked about in his press conference earlier this week about not – the guys just weren't winning together. Like Hutchinson would win a couple of reps, but then the guy on the other side wasn't there and Herbert would just roll that way or, or fake, fake out Hutchinson and go – Anzalone blitzed really well early. They quit doing that. Wish they would have kept that up. 
But when he did that, like Hutchinson was getting blocked. Now, I got to give credit. Rayshon Slater, their left tackle, is the best left tackle in football. He doesn't get credit for it, but he is. He's phenomenal. And I watched, watched some of the game film uh, Tuesday when I was uh, going through, and I'm like, that guy's it, – it's, it's really, look, I watched Joe Thomas play for a very long time. That guy's as close to Joe Thomas as I've seen. He is unbelievable at left tackle. So that explains some of it. But that doesn't explain Ali McNeil not getting anything up the gut. That doesn't explain John Kaminsky getting put on his butt in pass protection, which or by pass protection, that's not supposed to happen. Josh Paschal paid, played 37 snaps, did not get into the backfield once. I watched them all. The, the, the lesser guys did not have good games, and that's not going to get it done against San Francisco or, heck, even Minnesota, uh, because Minnesota, the, we're going to talk about that, but you can't sleep on those Vikings. They're not going away quietly, that's for sure. They've got to get more out of the guys other than Aiden Hutchinson and other than Alex Anzalone blitzing with his, with his lovely, lovely hair on fire, because that's all they had for a pass rush. They did not get Justin Herbert down once. Not going to win many games when you don't sack the opposing quarterback once. So you can't, you know, trade deadline has come and gone. Your roster is what it is, minus the practice squad guys uh, who are sitting there. What is an answer for Dan Campbell from Sunday in L.A. to Sunday at home against the Bears? You know, I I think first off, you're going to want to move Aiden Hutchinson around a little bit more. He got where he played over the right tackle almost exclusively, and he's better when he's moving around a little bit and not just lining up like way outside or right heads up with them. Move them around, make them think a little bit, make them devote a tight end a little bit of attention. They did The Chargers did do that, and they, they kept the back in at times too to, to, to keep Hutchinson away. You need to see more, and, and this is the frustrating part, they did do that early. Anzalone blitz. They ran a, a Brian Branch got a blitz and got a hurry where he forced an incompletion. You know, you saw Hutchinson get that pressure early, or Anzalone. The, the interception came with Anzalone blitzing, and and Hutchinson actually dropped on that play. Like th- those are the sorts of things that they've got to do. Now again, Chicago is not the Chargers. We don't know if Justin Fields is going to play yet. It doesn't sound great that he's going to play, which means you're going to get rookie Tyson Bagent. Uh, I will give him credit. He's better than I thought he would be, but he was a undrafted free agent out of D2 Shepard for a reason. He's just not that guy. He's certainly not Justin Herbert, and you can confuse him. I mean, Justin Fields. Either one. Yeah, right. Either yeah. one. Right. Yeah, they, they both work. I, I always say, yeah, Justin. <laughs> what is it, Justin Fields? Is it uh, Herbert? Who is it? Yeah, we, we, we'll find out uh, hopefully today or tomorrow if uh, if Justin Fields is going to play. We don't know yet. That Chicago doesn't know yet. Uh, I actually talked to the, the Bears Wire editor this morning. And, well, they're going to make it know. a game time. It will be Absolutely. a Friday decision, yeah. right? Even even linger into you know the weekend. Yeah, the thing is, is he, he has not practiced in a while. Justin Fields hasn't, so that like he's already not the sharpest passer in the world and maybe not throwing a ball for 3 weeks to so his guys that they might they might want to stick with Bajan. Maybe put him in in, in packages uh, the red zone package which we got to talk about the red zone bill because uh the Lions were really bad on both sides of the ball in the red zone again. And that is just like the Raiders game uh, prior to bye week. It's starting to look like that's their biggest flaw. If they want to beat the big boys, they got to get better on offense at converting touchdowns instead of kicking field goals or going for it and missing. And they've got to start getting stops inside the red zone. They are they are thirtieth in the league in allowing touchdowns inside the red zone on defense. 
They're a better defense than that. Overall defense, they're in the they're in the low teens. They're like 13th or 14th overall. They're really bad in the red zone, and that's got to stop. On both sides. On right? both sides, yeah, yeah. I mean, so to me, I'm like, you know, how about some play action and, you know, on first down, I get you on a run, run, run. I understand how well, and we'll talk about Montgomery and Gibbs later. They were just oh, fantastic yeah, were great. Uh, on Sunday in L.A., but a little creativity on the goal line. Yeah. Something to the end zone. More yeah. more shots into the end zone. I mean, we go back to the, uh, again, I'm, I feel like I'm nitpicking to a point, but the end of Seattle, you weren't taking shots to the end zone. There are 97% of the time this year I've agreed with everything. I just think they look very predictable in the red zone with their formations. They do, and one of the other things that happens is that they run – Ben Johnson gets too cute for his own good with the blocking scheme. They run a lot of blocking gimmicks. They run G power. They run. They run. They will pull both tackles in opposite directions to pick people off to, to create chaos. That works when the safety's eighteen yards deep. When the corners are playing off coverage in the red zone, you don't get that. And those guys are there quicker. And I don't think Ben Johnson has figured that out yet. Like he's a phenomenal offensive coordinator. He's not perfect, and that's that's one of the areas where he needs to get a little bit better. When they did score, was a very simple one. Rodrigo at fullback. Go pick off the linebacker. Gibbs, follow him. Touchdown. Simple. Simple. Fire off the ball. Simple. Don't overthink. On that play, Taylor Decker and Jonah Jackson both put their guys on their butts. Like, just let them go do that. I agree. <laughs> I, and, and at times on the goal line, if it didn't work the first time, play action and, you know, a quick throw, not rolling out and Goff with pressure That's coming. not where Goff is oh. good. That's not no. where he's good at. Like, that, that rollout play where he threw it out of bounds on, or threw it away on fourth down. Yeah, Goff's got to do better than that, but that, that's not a good play. That that's a really low percentage. I'm sorry, play. on fourth down, you got to throw to somebody. You gotta, not, yes, you got to throw do. it in the end zone. If it's picked off, they get a, the twenty. Yeah, right. Absolutely, you got you got to do what Russell Wilson did Monday night. Throw it up there. Maybe get a maybe get a pass interference call. The reincarnation of Russell. NFL films. I tell you what, they're uh, they're, they're looking. They're they looking have a good dangerous. defense, and they're on you know teams that you had checked as auto wins. Uh, Denver on December 17th in Detroit. Yeah. Two Minnesota games wrapped around a trip to Dallas, your your final three. You're the Lions. You'd like to take care of business and have the NFC North clinched. Absolutely. Dobbs has been unbelievable. We'll talk about that. But just to recap what we're saying, and we're in total agreement, defensive line needs more of a push. Yeah, They need more action in the opponent's backfield. I agree the red zone both sides. Uh, I they're sitting back. They're not being aggressive uh, in the red zone. Uh, there, there's really there's a side that if you think about it, Campbell and Ben, they haven't been there a long time in the NFL. There are times when their inexperience will show because Campbell's leadership and the culture and afterwards, because he told the team, don't worry about everything. Don't worry about what you hear. A win is a win. It's tough to get one. He knows He's uh, right, too. Right, right. I, I, I get that. I, and that's why I'm saying, we're, yeah. we're, am, am I nitpicking a little bit? It's just, you know, growing up a Lions fan. But I'll, I'm thinking big picture. So if Tony Romo says his team could win the Super Bowl, if Nance says they could be in Vegas, you and I have talked about it. I think that path is, and again, if you're in Philly on NFC Championship Sunday or in San Francisco, I think those are tough places for the Lions at at the playoff level 
to get out of there with W's. They've been fa- fantastic on the road, Rizzy. They I mean, have. think about it. Wins at Tampa, at KC, at Green Bay, uh, at L.A. Games on the schedule that you might have looked at as, you know, two or three losses before the season, right? Absolutely. So I won't rule out them winning at Philly or at San Francisco, and I still believe you watch a Debo Samuel back when they have him the Niners are the best team in the NFC. He erases a lot of Brock Purdy's faults because he can catch the ball on a simple two-yard pass and take it 20. And they and that also frees up Christian McCaffrey to do a lot of things. That's actually what the Lions want to do with Jamison Williams. Like, hey, you go out here, you be that threat that the Debo is for San Francisco, and that makes Jameer Gibbs better. That makes Sam Laporta better. That makes everybody else better. How about how about his block on Montgomery's TD run? That was J-Mo. phenomenal. And J-Mo, by the way, did get a touchdown. It was called back for a ridiculous illegal block penalty where Taylor Decker literally did not hit, touch hit, the guy he was blocking. Then hit the guy. Did not touch him. Great. And, and he made a good comeback catch, I remember. He I'm watching it with buddies, he and did. it's euphoric watching the Lions right now. And so he seems, you know, he put in a lot of work. Uh, videos I saw, Lions Wire, uh, Detroit Lions website. It, yeah. it seems that bye week, he, you know, he put in some work. He, uh, J-Mo. he stayed with the team. He didn't. He didn't go off and do. See, that's what I, I like that. I like that. That's what they needed to see from him. Not everybody. Like a lot of guys, especially if you got families around, like you'll go home for three or four days. They they encourage guys to get away. Um, oh, yeah, like, I saw the video of someone meeting Hutch in the airport down in Fort Myers or Naples, right? Yeah. So he, he went down probably to you know. Yeah, a lot kind of guys. Of a house he has down there, right? It's a lot of times when uh, a college will retire a player's jersey or something like that, and. I think Craig Reynolds got honored by his high school. He like went back. He's from he's from the Philadelphia area. He went back and did that. Like a lot of those guys will do things like that. But Jamison stayed local, stayed with, dialed in with the team. Like he he's doing everything you would ask him to do to try and get better. And he's the results. They, look, we're we're going to see results at some point. We have to. Otherwise, you know, it's not going to be from lack of effort. It's just going to be from the fact that it's just not going to work. And that that that, that does happen. It's unfortunate when that happens, but we're not we're not anywhere close to that point. And I think he's now played eleven games. Uh, that's there's a lot of football. He's still left a for rookie, Jameson. basically. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. really is. Hundred percent. With the gambling suspension, with the rehab from blowing out the knee in Alabama. Yeah, offensively, and and we'll get more into positions and special teams and Patterson saying a prayer like we all were <laughs> at the end. Uh, <laughs> mine was Lord, can you get us a field goal kicker? Even if you got to take a roster spot of a guy that can kick it 50, 55 yards, because you're going to need that come playoff time. So we have a lot to discuss. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire, Draft Wire, part of the USA Today Network, also on the Detroit Lions podcast. Rizzy and the crew do a great job. Search Detroit Lions podcast on YouTube. If you have a Lions question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1 866 838 4843. That's one eight six six eight three eight huge. Add huge show on Twitter, the huge show on Facebook. Also opted on that huge text chain. Text the word huge to twenty one thousand. Any Lions NFL questions? We'll get to the NFC North. Uh, we'll also talk about uh, the race for home field advantage because I'm looking, Jeff, at the Lions' remaining schedule. Bears Sunday at home, must win situation. Short week with Green Bay at home. They still have a decent defense. 
both of these teams do. Should be 9-2 and two sometime around 4 o'clock Thanksgiving Day. Then a long extended break at New Orleans. And depending on where David Carr's health is at, uh, they're up and down all over the place. I think they're poorly coached. Remind me yes. a little bit of San Diego, that talent. but Very much so. Yeah. And injuries. Again, there's, there's a couple different injuries. Lattimore, everything that could affect the Lions game. Then at Chicago, December 10th. Russell Wilson and the Broncos, who won on Monday night in Buffalo, December 17th. Christmas Eve at the Vikings, December 30th. Again, a short week at Dallas. That will be a primetime game on ABC. And at Minnesota, TBA to be announced to wrap up the regular season at home. So... You know, the magic number, I think, is three losses max, right? And then you get into tiebreakers with Philly, San Francisco, Detroit. I, I'm on that three-loss max. So the Lions can only lose one the rest of the way. I, I Based on their play, Riz, I'm going win against Chicago, win against Green Bay, win at New Orleans, win at Chicago, win against Denver. Then it's going to come down to those final three games. At Minnesota, at Dallas, I think one of those could be that third loss. I would agree. And then you have to beat Minnesota at the end of the year at Ford Field. On January 7th, they could be playing for home field advantage in the NFC. That mm. would be something else. I, I, I'm with you on all that. Uh, I do think that Philadelphia has some stumble points on their schedule left. I think San Francisco, I think the way that they took care of, of Jacksonville over the weekend and they're getting healthier, I think they got their bad games out of the way. Now, that's a team that they, they have a couple of really weird, bad losses. They seem to have moved on from that. Uh, we'll, we'll check. How, you know, they still have a couple. They have to play Seattle yet. Seattle's not bad. Um, they're certainly capable of, of doing it. Arizona's actually looking a little bit better lately. You know they're well. They got Murray back, and and by the way, the Eagles are at Kansas City uh, coming up on Monday Night Football. Then the Eagles have Buffalo, and Buffalo is a train wreck right now. Buffalo with their turnovers and their wow. their mm. oh penalties. You get a window, man, and they've had that window open for what five years. You know, a, a good friend of mine uh, wrote at the beginning of the year that if he felt like the Bills peaked in 2021 and were just sort of coasting off of it, and uh, Mike Tanier, you were right, my friend. Yeah, it looks uh, <laughs> so. But this is Philly's schedule. I mean, Buffalo's not a pushover. So at Kansas City, Monday Night Football, Buffalo at home, San Francisco at home, where you're a Lions fan, yeah, so you'll be rooting for the Niners to win that one, right? Absolutely. At Dallas, at Seattle, Giants, a gimme win at home, Arizona at home, and at the Giants. So on the flip, when Detroit has a trip to Minnesota, a trip to Dallas, Minnesota at home, Philly has Giants, Arizona at home, Giants at home. Mm. And the Giants will probably want to be losing those games because they are the worst team in football, and they've got a real shot at getting the number one pick, and they need it. But you're looking at you need Kansas City to beat Philly on Monday. That's a must. Yes. Right? Yeah. Then they lose to San Francisco at home. Now now you're getting into the the three-loss category. And you need them to lose one of those two at Dallas, Seattle, and they're sitting on four. Four, yeah. 
Four losses, 13 and four. When you look at San Francisco, when you look at Philly's schedule, 13 and four might get you into that tiebreaker scenario, which the Lions, they don't play San Francisco. They don't. Or they, Dallas. Then you're going to like conference record so. and, and then strength of schedule and wins, which the Lions actually fare very well in so far. Uh, because they the, the the teams that they've beaten have a better record than the teams that so far to this point San Francisco and Philadelphia have beaten. So in that tiebreaker situation, they do well. You just have to get there, <laughs> and they 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 need to get there. I think thirteen and four is the minimum that you need to get to that. I think if you get to fourteen and three, you're feeling pretty good. Either way, though, thirteen and four, you're winning the North. You're hosting the first round of the playoffs, and you're hosting the second round of the playoffs. That's you know. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to pee in the Kool Aid. But like that's that's about all you can expect from a team that's never done this before. Like I, I'll take that. I'm happy with that. I, I'll, I'll go on the road in San Francisco or Philadelphia to play for an NC Championship game. Why not? And I will tell you, there's no pee in the Honolulu Blue Kool Aid from my friends at Coppercraft Distillery. So celebrate. Yeah, that's good stuff. Every Lions game day. It is awesome. Uh, Twenty one and up. An adult crafted cocktail beverage. Blue raspberry lemonade and vodka. Look for Honolulu Blue at your local pub, bar, restaurant, or store here in Michigan. I was looking at the Niners' uh, schedule and what they have uh, remaining after winning at Jacksonville. They have Tampa Bay at Seattle at Philly. Seattle at home again. Seattle twice in They'll split. two weeks. They'll split those. At Arizona, Baltimore at home. At Washington, and boy, did Baltimore blow that game against the Browns and the Rams at home. So, I mean, Baltimore Baltimore beats teams that they haven't played them in a while. They do not beat teams that know what they're going to do. That's I like the Browns. I, I, I they their, really are. Their defense is nasty. Yeah, they're playing well <laughs> together, and Deshaun Watson is kind of settling in. He is, and uh, Amari Cooper has remembered that he's a number one receiver. And yeah, they're they're doing it without Nick Chubb, who's they look like money the best. And, and I think the AFC is going to be wide open. Uh, you know, Miami should win the East. Yeah. Right, you got the Bengals had that crushing loss to the Texans, and C.J. Stroud is in the conversation. Not only for Rookie of the Year, but MVP. The Texans have a real shot at winning the AFC South. Wow. They're 5-4. and four. Stroud looks great. They're a game behind the Jaguars. They still have to play them, and their schedule gets easier while the Jaguars get tougher. Like, they got a shot at this. Stroud looks awesome. He's, he's incredible. He is... He no is, buyer's remorse from oh, Carolina. Goodness, no. He huh? is certainly the offensive Rookie of the no, Year. No, I'm talking buyer's remorse with Bryce Young. Oh, yeah. So, there, there's a... We'll get into that story come draft time because uh, there, there was there's a lot of things that went on behind the scenes there. Was um, that Frank Reich's call? Not exactly. Was that the owner saying he wanted Bryce Young? That might be the case, and that also plays into one of the reasons why Ben Johnson stayed in Detroit. Because remember, Ben Johnson had the Carolina job if he wanted it. It's his hometown. He's from Charlotte with number one overall pick, and he... Balked at well, their owner, the same guy that owns the Hornets, right, and the yeah. soccer team has a lot of yeah Tepper, yeah, has yeah. a lot of emotional uh, decision making in him, and maybe <laughs> he's thinking Bryce Young, the Alabama guy, it's in the South, is going to be a draw, right? Still don't understand how you can. He's think never of- looked in preseason games. Watching him play, a little junk time, he looked okay against the Lions when the game was already 
out of hand, but C.J. Stroud looks like a seasoned Stroud, Stroud NFL legit. veteran. Stroud is legit. He is playing fantastic. Thank God play. Michigan had his signs in that Ohio State game in Columbus. <laughs> I knew we couldn't go a segment without bringing it up. I knew it. <laughs> Superfly, the Michigan State fan, loves that. When I say Harbaugh is a victim, yeah. I was going to put up a GoFundMe account for him, but then again, he makes like $9 million a year. We should put up a GoFundMe account for his chickens. Feed Harbaugh's chickens. <laughs> What's your dad? Your dad's an Ohio State fan. He is. And we publicly stated that. What's he saying about all this? He laughed at it. Like laugh, like it, like laughed, like this is the stupidest thing on the face of the earth. And that, those are the good Ohio State fans. You've both uh, the, of them. His yes, all dog, your, your all dad two of them. and a guy just south of Dade. I, the the general take. So I was in I was in Ohio for most of last week when all this was going down, and the general take down there is well, okay, yeah, it's really stupid that they're doing it, but you still have to be able to do something with them. Like you, every team steals signals. They just do it. More legally than Michigan, and does. every team changes their signals almost game to game, week to week. Exactly, they do. They do, and if they don't, they get like Jimbo Fisher and get paid seventy-five million dollars to go away. I've been waiting. I, I talked to Marty Boer from the Michigan Sports Network about a seventy-seven million dollar buyout. He said, "I'll get back with you." I said, "All right, thank you." Uh, Jeff Risden, by the way, uh, in studio, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, follow both on. Twitter, Facebook, online, at Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N. Also, Jeff is part of the highly acclaimed Detroit Lions podcast you can hear weekly on YouTube. If you have a Lions question for us, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan because they are a Michigan-based bank. To the callers online, stick around. Michigan will hear you next. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. And with the merger, there is growth and a chance for you to fill an executive or other high-level finance-related roles, either at Bean Garter here in downtown Grand Rapids or over at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy or at any of their offices across the country and around the world. They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter, in your professional career, talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, B-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter. Imagine this. 
winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's the Blaze Through Fall Jeep Giveaway. Every Saturday in November, two hourly winners, 5 to 10 p.m., take home a cool $500 cash. At 11 p.m. each night, one lucky guest wins a hot new Jeep Renegade or 15 grand. The Blaze Through Fall Jeep Giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show, hour number two on a Wednesday, presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Huge week uh, with fall playoffs happening and championships across the board in boys and girls sports. Go to MHSAA.com for the latest brackets, schedule, uh, sites, locations. Also on demand and live uh, high school boys and girls playoff action in all sports at MHSAA.tv. Jeff Risden from Lions Wire and Draft Wire, part of the USA Today Network, one of our Lions NFL insiders in studio on this Wednesday broadcast. You can follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff R-I-S-D-O-N and also Lions Wire and Draft Wire on Facebook, Twitter, and online and on YouTube. Search the Detroit Lions podcast. Jeff is a part of that. So Jeff, we broke down the San Diego game, talked about a need for a better red zone defense and offense and also the offensive line to get a or offensive line to get a push in the red zone, the defensive line to get a push, and not just like quarterbacks like Herbert stand there and throw. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, uh, people ask me, is he living up to the hype? And you know, you'll see double teams, you'll see chips from you know backs or receivers in motion. How, how would you? judge year two so far for Aiden Hutchinson you know it's tough isn't it because you see him doing good things but he's not he's not Miles Garrett he's not Von Miller he's not he's not a Bosa brother although he did a lot better than Joey Bosa did on Sunday he's really close to being really really good and there are times when he does hit that but there are also times where he's just not and I think some of it is the fact that he plays too much. He's on the field for 90% of the snaps. That's that's too much for a defensive lineman who's going to get hit on every play, who's got to dictate action on every play. I want to see him get down to, like, if they're playing 70 snaps, play 50. Don't play 66. Uh, and that that's sort of what he's been doing. And I, I think you see it later in the games. He does get worn down a little bit. They need to keep him fresher. But he's... The big thing with him is I want to see him finish some of those pressures that he starts because he's got that wicked inside spin move and he gets there, but then the quarterback gets out of the way and does something. And it, it, that happened. That's happened several times this year in a bunch of different games. 
he's got to finish what he starts better. He's really, really good at creating the pressure. And some of the some of the fact that it, the sacks aren't coming is because the guys on the other side aren't getting it done. And that that's out of his control. But when he gets an arm on a guy or two hands on a guy, they got to go down, man. And he, he he's got to get better at that. That that's a very valid criticism that we hear a lot. He's the, the there, there are a lot of fans that think that he's a colossal disappointment that uh, uh, called him invisible on Sunday. I would challenge you to to watch that game again because uh, he was he was doing a lot. He did get I want to say it was six pressures. Uh, he hit Herbert uh, twice, which is two more than anybody else did. Um, Anzalone got him once. Doing it by yourself is difficult. And I think this goes into where the Charles Harris's of the world, the Josh Pascals of the world, uh, the O'Quara brothers of the world have to do more. And right now they're not getting it done. Uh, I, quite frankly, I don't know why Romeo O'Quara plays. He's just not a threat to beat even bad blocking at this point. Uh, that that probably needs to to go away. You know, what? there's a lot of people that want to think that James Houston's coming back. So uh, we did an interview with uh, Dr. Jimmy Liao. Uh, he's a, a sports medicine professional, and we talked about James Houston potentially coming back because this is something that you know a lot of people are like, "Oh, he'll be back." Well, the the good doc uh, did not have good news on that front because of the, the the nature of the injury and the position that he plays. It, it, he he broke the ankle um, and broke it clean, and the problem is is that. His position and the way he wins is because he can. He has such good ankle flexion, which means when he puts his foot down, he can corner, he can get low, he can explode off of it. And you just can't do that with a surgically repaired. It's going to take some time for that to come back. Um, and he, he cited a couple of different examples of players that took, you know, four months, six months, seven months before they ever got back. And it's been two for, for James Houston. That happened, uh, unfortunately, er, very early in the season. So... Doesn't look like they're going to get a lot of help from there. So, you, you, you know, Dan Campbell brought it up Monday, and it's something that he's talked about before. And when he's talking to us in the media, he's talking to his team. Uh, make no make no bones about that. He's, he's using us as a conduit to talk to his team. But he talked about you need to win one-on-one better, and he's right on. And that's that's an area where Hutchinson does really well, and the rest of that line not so much. And I think because... Because those guys aren't as big of a threat, they can devote more attention to Hutch, and it makes it that much more difficult for him to make the plays. So, you know, like I said, it, it's complex with Hutchinson because you see a lot of greatness. You really do. But it's not always equating to the stat sheet, and it's not always equating to what's happening on the field, and that's a little frustrating. I get that, but for fans that think he's a disappointment or getting rid of him, I, I, I I think you're all crazy, quite frankly. (laughs) In watching that game on Sunday, where I do stop and pause from my nitpicking, maybe hard evaluation of this team, Aiden Hutchinson hasn't even completed two years in the NFL. Not making excuses. I'm watching Gibbs. I'm looking at Laporta with big catches late. I'm looking at Jamo, which you mentioned, 11 games, basically a rookie. Touchdown call back, nice comeback grab. Huge block that Montgomery even uh, pointed out. I'm watching the youth of this team come in. That even Raymond coming up with a big grab and the ability on Holmes landing Donovan Peoples-Jones 
to now free up the possibility of Raymond helping you more on offense. I look at Campbell, still learning. Yeah, he's a rookie. He got trucked, and Keenan Allen gave him a nice stiff arm, but you know he puts his nose and he grinds. And I, I see a team that, you know, golf is still under 30, right? Yes, he is. Uh, they're young. I know our expectations. My personal expectations, Rizzy, are sky high. I said 14-3 and three all summer with you. Yes, you did. Uh, in studio. Is that I, I believe they have the Super Bowl talent. Again, can you win in Philly? Can you win in San Francisco in end of January? I don't know. You know, I, I, if I looked at the schedule and said, hey, I'm going to predict they're going to win at Kansas City, at Green Bay, at Tampa, and at the L.A. Chargers. Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I might have laughed at you. Yeah, they'll win them all. <laughs> so I, I, I do take a deep breath because they won the game. And I think that's what Dan Campbell was sending that message that I shared off the Detroit Lions. 100%. Uh, Facebook and Twitter page is that you can, you can nitpick this game to death but the bottom line is, we found a way to win. That's what good teams do. That's exactly what he said. That's what good teams do. They find ways to win when things aren't going their way. That's what they did. They've done that a couple of times this year. And like I talked about in the earlier segment, that being able to win a game against a good offense by outscoring them because your defense wasn't getting it done, that's not something that I thought that the Lions could do. Like I, I'm a pretty big believer in the Lions' offense, but I'm going toe to toe with with Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen, who's uh, about as close to, to Calvin Johnson as anybody that's playing today. Uh, by the way, look at look at Keenan Allen's numbers historically. You guys go to the Hall of Fame someday. Uh, very little question about that. Uh, it's it's not like they were getting beat by bad, you know, by by schlubs. You know they're they're going against legit dudes there, and they the fact that that Goff and Campbell found a way to win that game. By the way, Goff, Campbell milking the clock at the end, making sure that okay we have the ball on the last play. If we miss the field goal, we go to overtime. We're good with that. We're not giving them the ball back. That's not something that he would have done two years ago. He's learned that that was encouraging to me. Win or lose, or make that field goal or not. He played it right. He played it smart. That's that's progress because he didn't used to do that. Yeah, his football is on the four down calls. I, I get that. I also, though, on the flip side, that I, I love Patterson hitting the game winner. But come playoff time, or maybe even here, end of the season, when you got th- those games that could be the difference between home field advantage or being on the road late in the playoffs, they 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 need someone that can hit a fifty to fifty five yard. They don't really have that, and I, I know you got to live they with. Don't them. They, they, it is what they do. But so they go for it on fourth down all the time, and, and I'm fine with that. And they're good at it. They're historically good at it. Like it's, they will, they'll run it, they'll throw it. You got like I said, the the young side of this team, uh, the way they have stepped up, Rizzy. We got a lot to talk about. You're with us. For another hour uh, in studio, talking Lions NFL. If you have a comment or question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1 866 838 4843. That's 1 866 838. Huge Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan because they are a Michigan bank. Uh, drop your comments, like I said, at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook, and opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. 
everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's a Black Friday free fall every week in November. Each week, nab the best deal around with drawings from 3 to 11 p.m. Every hour, four lucky players will win up to $1,000 premium play. Don't miss a moment of the excitement. It's Black Friday Freefall. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for my friends at Urban U. They're Michigan's best med spa. Now they have multiple locations in the Grand Rapids metro area. And you'll find an Urban U location in Northville on the east side of the state. And this is a message for any guy listening right now. How often do you think about your skin health care? Well, Urban U has multiple options that could help you immediately. Whether you work out a lot, you run, your job requires a lot of sweating, you need to think about your skin health care. And Urban U can help you, hydrofacials, and so much more, or even your kids. Think about that. If your son, your daughter's playing a lot of sports and they're having trouble with their skin health care, Urban U has options that can help today. Just go to theurbanu.com to find out more. Locations in the Grand Rapids metro area and on the east side of the state in Northville. Go to theurbanu.com. Save on Thanksgiving in one stop at Meyer. Get a Meyer Grade A frozen turkey, 59 cents per pound, limit one, plus all the potatoes, stuffing, and tasty pies you could want. And preview Black Friday deals in the Meyer app. Deals so good, you just gotta celebrate. Get Thanksgiving in one stop and shop holiday deals this week at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Final segment, Hour 2 on a Wednesday broadcast presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You have a ton of fall sports championships going on, high school football playoffs This weekend, all the schedules, brackets at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, MHSAA on Facebook, and live and on-demand boys and girls fall sports playoffs at MHSAA.tv. Jeff Risden, more commentary uh, with him coming up after the top of the hour. I do have a message from my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers listening right now can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on the Pistons or any NBA game, win or lose. You'll get the 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting 5 bucks on the Pistons or any NBA game. Simple and easy. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE. 
when you sign up. And as I mentioned, new customers can get 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, but only when you use code HUGE. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. Must be 21 or older, physically present in Michigan. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. So Rizzy is still in the hizzy. We'll talk about the Lions. What about Gibbs and Montgomery? Are they the best running back combination in the NFL? If you do have an NFL question, you can drop it. Or Lions question on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HILDS. We'll also get to the commentary about the Lions whole line home field advantage, and more. Rizzy talking Lions in the NFL in our next segment. Big. Bad. Huge. 